0: not too much history going on um, on this day in history but from last year, we did have the inductees for the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame and they had a pretty loaded class and some of them included, some of the inductees included Willie Houston, uh, Nine Inch Nails, Doobie Brothers and Notorious B.I.G. So um, yeah, and that happens every year. I think we just got the list for this year's inductees and we, think we discussed it a couple weeks ago.
1: Yeah. 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 I, it definitely has become something more um I guess prevalent since they actually like record this the ceremony and stuff because I don't remember hearing about this <laughs> as a kid or anything right right I feel that's similar but yeah so it's, um,
0: it's it's weird that they show the they show the ceremony delayed. like we see it the week after usually like oh okay
1: yeah, it is kind of weird. I thought they would at least do it live or something like that. Yeah. One likes film, the other TV. Together, they chronicle life in the peak entertainment era. It's a streamable life. If you're hearing this, we thank you for pressing play on another edition of Instagram Real Life Podcast with Brandon and Lauren. This week's episode will begin our celebration of American Indian Heritage Month with a film highlighting the Native experience. But first, let's get into our headlines. Um, the major story this weekend is sort of like consuming the media space is the tragedy at Astroworld. Um, this is Travis Scott's music festival. He has had, I think, maybe the last two years in Houston, his hometown.
0: Yeah, I think so. I think it's it's pretty young. So.
1: <laughs> yeah. Um, unfortunately, fans and attendees sort of rush the stage at the beginning of the event, um, disregarding you know instructions on how to enter and certain barriers, and uh, as the night went on, as you expect in those tight crowds, um, people started to be unable to sort of regulate their breathing. Suffocate. People started passing out, and as a result, people were trampled, stepped over. Um, and eight people perished the first night of the festival. Since then it's been canceled. So there were there was no festival on Saturday. And they said at least eighty people were injured. Um those that perished were aged from fourteen to uh, to the oldest, I believe, twenty-seven. Mm-hmm. So it's just a heartbreaking situation all around that really could have been avoided um if people had follow, followed safety protocols. Yeah.
0: It's nuts. It's a, uh, you know, and of course you want to focus on the people that have passed and um, you know their families, but there some heads are going to roll for this. Uh, I'm not sure who gets the finger pointed at them, but there's a there's a enough blame to go around. So
1: yeah, they're at every logistical level. This should not have happened. Like as soon as right. that, as soon as the barrier gate, whatever was basically torn down yeah broken they should have done something different um and i guess scott has a history of sort of like instigating sort of violence at his shows and it's it's not a good look so um hopefully i i I, yeah i don't know what's gonna happen yeah it's just really unfortunate Um in some better news Netflix announced that season 4 of Stranger Things is set for a summer release in 2022. Um they had a Stranger Things day event cuz I believe what was it like November 3rd was the day okay. um uh the character Mike My- My- no the character Will Byers went missing so they had like okay. an event to sort of commemorate that and announce the premiere, um, premiere month as well as announce the episode titles for season four. And finally, while the headline uh, that came out this past week was that Ariana Grande and Cynthia Erivo will be cast in the film adaptation, adaptation of Wicked, yeah. the hit Broadway musical, <laughs> the real news online is a petition has been getting traction <laughs> To forbid them from casting James Corden in That's the movie.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: that is the funniest thing to me. Yeah. It's, it, what's crazy is that he, he's talented, but he's kind of annoying. Like, he's just everywhere. It's just like, come on. yeah. Like, he was really cool on the late, late show when he first got here and something fresh. And then now it's just sort of like a bit much. Yeah. So yeah, well, I'm sure they had no, no intention of casting him, but right, it's just really funny. Right. right. <laughs> All right.
0: So get uh, okay, start with mine. Um. Well, firstly, first, I have a story that um involves uh, Fast and Furious. I don't know which number they're on, but uh, a little while ago, Vin Diesel and Dwayne Johnson, also known as The Rock, had a little bit of a, um, little bit of a beef going on, and just kind of like. Um, exchanging words with one another. But I I think this was either today or sometime over the weekend that the um, Zin Diesel made this post on his Instagram asking, you know, Locke to come back and saying that, um, you know, for the next one, which will be the 10th one, I believe, like, there's no way we can do it without you in it. And um, I guess seemingly squashing their beef or whatever. So I don't know. But I I can't believe they keep making these movies.
1: Yeah, this is number ten, but it will yeah. be a two-part thing. So technically, it's eleven. But yeah, is it the end? Is it like the last one? Yeah the 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 last film will be split up into like Harry okay. Potter was. So yeah. All right, and then secondly, we
0: have more news regarding athletes and uh, COVID. Um, Aaron Rodgers, who is the quarterback for the Green Bay Packers, uh, a few, I think last week, uh, it came out that he had been uh, that he had caught COVID nineteen and he was sick. And before that, he talked about how he had been, uh, I don't know, I can't remember the word he said. Not that he had been vaccinated, but that he had been doing something to keep himself from catching it, and he caught it anyways. But anyways, um, I think it was yesterday. I want to say yesterday, yeah, it was during like the, it was either during college football or maybe it was today. I don't know, but no, it was today. Uh, the cast of the um, that does the NFL on Fox—they all kind of, I want to say they tore into him, but they were just kind of like, you know, he lied. There's no way he can step mm-hmm. around that and or anything. And um, yeah, he he lied. And I think it was mainly, uh, I want to say Terry Bradshaw that probably had I think had the most to say how, how he, was, he wasn't honest about everything that went on. So.
1: Yeah, he was really kind of drilled into him, but they're telling the truth.
0: Yeah, they are. They, they are very much so doing it. But I, don't know, I don't think it's the last one hear of athletes thinking that they know more than scientists and doctors. So.
1: Yeah, it's ridiculous.
0: And then lastly, some fun news, especially for a show that we really enjoyed. Um, Perry Mason Season 2 has added seven new cast members, and probably the most notable of them would be Catherine Waters, Waterston, um, who was in Inherent Vice, uh, Alien, oh God, I'm, I'm thinking it, I can see it, but I can't think of the movie that she is in, but you know the name, um, but she is going to be in this, and I won't read it all, but um, this is from Variety. They have the characters who's playing them, a little bit of their background. And Katherine Watson's character's name is Jenny Ames. And this is she's an emblematic of the sort of optimism that got people through the Depression era Los Angeles. Uh, Jenny is a school teacher of every pair of strings. Perry was reluctant to send Teddy to private school, but discovered he's happy with kids in Jenny's hand and finds he might need some of her sunshine for himself too. So mm. yeah. So we'll see what comes of that. But uh, seven new characters. That's a that's a lot. That, that's yeah, cool. that's a lot
1: of storylines. Yeah, I remember seeing that, and it looks like they're sort of like expanding everyone's sort of yeah. uh, arc. Um, the police officer has like sister in laws and all right, all right. relatives, and it, it, I'm really excited because I definitely forgot about the show. <laughs> right, man,
0: but it, it was so good, and it's it's great that it, I mean, it, there's some it's it's kind of like continuation, but not completely. Like from what I read. It's still, it's not a completely different story. The trial, the trial has happened and this is taking place almost like immediately after it. But their lives are different. They moved on and all
1: that. Right. Happened. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it whenever it, it airs. Yeah, yeah definitely. <laughs> all right. Along with our headlines, we have the weekend box office tally. And Marvel's Eternals is eyeing a 70 million plus domestic intake and looking at 90 million internationally. Um, We know that China will not be showing the film because of their stance against Chloe Zhao and her remarks of the country before. But that's pretty good for a pandemic era. Um, And we'll get to more of that later in streams of the week. But um, it's a good showing given pandemic times. Um, And then our trailer things, a few uh, new things are popping up on the horizon. We mentioned before, Stranger Things 4. They released a new trailer. I've forgotten they've actually released like four trailers. Yeah, like Yeah. Which is a lot, but delays and all that stuff keep us interested. Um, In this trailer, we see 11 sort of new Eleven's new life in California where her and Will moved after the events of season three. And she's looking forward to spring break back in, spring break back in Indiana because she hasn't really adapted well, mm-hmm. despite what she's telling uh, her boyfriend Mike in the letter. Um, and then we get shots of, you know, people with guns shooting at their home, mm-hmm. uh, a chase in the deserts, um a shot of the sort of like the conspiracy theory theory character that we got in season three. Yeah. And uh, ironically no horror elements were teased in this trailer, so I wonder how all this pieces together.
0: Yeah, I guess we'll see.
1: Yes. It's always
0: such a uh I don't know the right word. But when it comes out man, like the world like, stops. Everybody's going to watch it. You know everybody's going to watch it.
1: You know watch it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And I really... I know some people felt this divisive on season three, but I really liked it. Especially for the Billy character, which I hope we get more of. I doubt we will, but I thought he was really, really great. That whole yeah. mind yeah. Hive thread. Um, We also received the first trailer for Mahershala Ali's new film, uh, Swan Song, on Apple TV. Uh, Surprisingly, this is the first film where he is the lead. Um, He plays a man sometime in the future who is facing death. You know, he has a terminal illness. And he's uh, sort of optioning to have himself cloned. So a part of basically a part of him we stay with his wife and family and everything. Sort of like the moral conundrum he's facing um with this decision. Uh, it reunites him with Naomi Harris who plays his wife. Um Glenn Close is also in the film along with Aquafina. Yeah.
0: She just keeps popping up.
1: Yeah, her agent is working very well. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Cause she's in everything. But yes, that is set for a December twenty seventh release. Um just in time for a war season. So yeah. we'll see how that pans out for him.
0: Yeah, yeah, for sure. But no, that, that trailer was um captivating. Just it, it, it looks good, so Yeah. We'll see how that goes. All right. Uh, lastly, this is when I added it. Uh, HBO dropped a trailer for one of their new documentaries, and this is called A Choice of Weapon, inspired by Gordon Parks. And Gordon Parks is one of the uh, leading photographers. He's kind of a he wore a lot of hats. He was a photographer, he was a writer, a musician, and a film director, and, uh, and and did a lot of photojournalism from the forties to the seventies. He was born in nineteen twelve, I should say that. He he was born in nineteen twelve. And died um, in two thousand and six, but um, yeah, he's just one of the leading photographers. His work is 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 uh, incredible when you see it. But he's also kind of a starter, and alongside um, uh, who just passed away, Melvin Van Peebles of uh, black exploitation films. He he had um, Shaft under his belt, uh, the Shafts, uh, like the kind of sequel that came after that, and. He did a lot, and um, yeah, so this uh, this is the first documentary about him that I know
1: of, so mm-hmm. and i think it and I think it'll be pretty good. Cool, cool. Yeah, I, unfortunately, while I know his name, I'm very unfamiliar with his entire career. I know he was right. very influential and a strong artist and activist, but yeah, I'm definitely tuning in. Yeah. Oh, and the uh,
0: the date. It comes out <laughs> November fifteenth, so it's just right around the corner. So,
1: oh yes. Yeah. November is chock full of new shows. Like yes,
0: new shows,
1: new music, new movies, it's a lot. Yeah, it's crazy. I don't know why everything's happening now, but I'll take it. <laughs> yeah, because this first day of being darker than usual, like I need something to fill these hours and <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, I thought seriously thought it was at least nine, and it's only seven twenty four. Yeah, it is pitch black. Mm. That will lead us to our second segment here: streams of the week. Um, let's see, what were we watching this week? I only tuned into one thing majorly, and that was Marvel's Eternals. Yeah. Um. This had gotten a bunch of hoobla because of the quote-unquote Rotten Tomatoes score yeah. being the lowest for MCU film yet. Um, but the audience score has been pretty good. So um, this movie was directed by Chloe, Chloe Zhao of Nomadland no fame. And it explores the new characters MCU called the Eternals. They're 10 immortal sort of guardians who have... Shaped and molded humanity on Earth um, throughout the years, and they only intervene to protect um, humans if uh, creatures called the Deviants are present and attack. And basically, the Deviants have returned, and they insert themselves to stop stop them. Um, the film stars Jimmy Chan, Richard Madden, uh, Angelina Jolie. Selma Hayek, Brian Tyree Henry, uh, Kamal Ninjaji, Nin, I can never say his last name, but you know yeah. what I'm talking about. Right, yeah, I do. <laughs> um, just a host of characters. Um, and Kit Harrington as well. Um, for the most part, I enjoyed it. I did have some issues with the pacing at the beginning. Um, just the method of storytelling was a little unjarring. Yeah. In bits and pieces, and it because of the pacing, some of the dialogue felt really flat yeah. in the opening. um, Also, with that many characters, some get less showtime than others, so you're missing a ch- chunks of information. And it just feels a little disjointed. But once it picked up speed in the second act, yeah. um, it was definitely more enjoyable. Um, and they're definitely setting this up to continue later on in this phase of MCU. So overall, I would give it a strong six out of 10. Oh, Okay, well, that's not bad. That's not bad. Yeah, it wasn't horrible. I think I'm going to go back and rewatch it because seeing other people's opinions and stuff, um I, there may, may be some things I missed the first time or that I was just sort of, like, oblivious to. It is very much more of a um character-driven narrative as opposed to, like, an action. Yeah. Hero story, so it is different for the MCU, but um, I think I'm going to revisit it just to see if it, if I, a second experience is different.
0: Yeah.
1: Yeah.
0: Okay. Yeah, I got into a couple of things this week. Uh, one of them was a series, I'm really sure it's just four episodes, and this one is called Catching Killers on Netflix, and the title is exactly what the show is about. It kind of goes back over um, infamous cases and talks to the detectives, like the lead detectives on that case and just how things went. But it kind of had archival footage of some of the stuff, which was really interesting. So I, the first killer was the Green River killer. And this was up in the Pacific Northwest. Mm-hmm. And uh, mm-hmm. he was killing, um, you know, sex workers and uh, and that. And it was, it was interesting because this was in, I want to say, the late 70s, 80s. And one of the lead Tech detectives on this was a was a black woman and when she came up that oh of wow women, yeah but what what she what happened was that she i can't remember her exact division but she was the head of a division that kind of helped women that were struggling with domestic violence and so when they figured the angle that this guy may be hurting sex workers they're like okay you know you may have a better way of talking to these women than we do so they called her in and um yeah I was like damn they caught me off guard but um so there were, it was her Eileen Wuornos who they made a the mm-hmm. movie about and then I can't remember the last one but it was pretty decent it's interesting especially the extra footage they have um mm-hmm. secondly I watched a movie called Little Fish on Hulu this has been in my queue for a, a while and this had this stars um Olivia Cook who is in Bates Motel a while back and uh uh, she's in The Sound of Metal, Ready Player One. Um, she always plays, I don't really know how to describe her 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 roles, but she's usually playing with the American accent, even though she's English. Um, and then it had Jack O'Connell. And um, it's interesting because there's another movie made before the pandemic that fits perfectly with the pandemic. This, so the basis of this is this mysterious illness happens uh, across the world where people... Um, The people who are infected slowly begin to lose the memory. It's like everybody's getting Alzheimer's, and uh, with and so you have that in the background. But then you have this couple between Olivia Cooke and Jack O'Connell who are uh, newlyweds. They're a young couple. They're married. They're in love, and they slowly begin to fade as Jack's disease, um, you know, worsens, and uh, and and then. I won't give it away, but the ending is like really, really sad. But it's, it's, um, it was, it was well done. It was really well done. Like, let me try to find a director real quick. It also has Raul Castillo, if anybody knows who that is.
1: Oh, um, yes.
0: Yeah. <laughs> this thing, yeah, he, <laughs> yeah. He's in it too. He's in it. And, um, he plays a friend of theirs who, who gets the, uh, Get sick. I can't find the page right now. I'm, I'm messing around, but but yeah, it's on Hulu. It's really good, and it's just like an hour and a half, so it's worth the worth that time. And then, lastly, I watched Judy, the um, Academy mm-hmm. Award-winning film starring um, Renee Zellweger, Zellweger, uh, what's is it? Jesse Buckley, Finn Wittrock. Um, the, it's a really good cast, and it, it was a decent movie too. And to how would I say this. To know about Judy Garland, you know about everything she went through and the mistreatment she got as a little girl, um, pretty much up until the day that uh, she died and how she, uh, um, she just couldn't get, she couldn't get out of uh, The Wizard of Oz kind of from under that cloud. Yeah, like she, I think a big thing in her career was that she always felt, um, that they try to use that side of her. They never let her grow up. She was so, you know, that's what she's saying and she did everything and you kind of see the struggles that she has in her adult life. And they kind of flash to how she's treated as a young girl, but it's really good. And I can't remember who she was nominated against, but um, after finally seeing this, she definitely deserved to be in that, that conversation, I would say. Gotcha, gotcha. Yeah. That's
1: what I watched all righty well we'll take a quick break and after that we'll get into our first uh film for the our american indian heritage month film review welcome back and we're getting to our future presentation which will highlight november as being american heritage month Um, We each will uh, have a film we'll review or discuss um, that centers a Native American experience. Um, First up, I'm up this week, and the film I watched was the 2002 production called Skins. There's several movies or shows called Skins, so make sure you find the right one. Mm -hmm. Um, And it's available to stream on IMDB TV. Um, which is Prime, basically, or to be one of those free streaming uh, services. Mm-hmm. Um, the film was directed by Chris Eyer and it stars Graham Green and Eric Schwig as two uh, Sioux Nation brothers that live on the Pine Ridge Indian Reservation. And um, it just examines a relationship um, as it um, pertains to sort of like the sort of unfortunate existence that Indians, indigenous people are, are living in this country. Um, right. A lot of times mainstream media and people just assume that because America gave them casinos that they're living it up. But right. these reservations have some of the country's highest levels of alcoholism, domestic violence, mm. um, illiteracy, it's and uh, complications from alcohol mm. so um, it examines that through these two brothers. Um, uh, the youngest brother Mogi played by Green, uh, becomes a officer with the tribal um, group there and the Rudy becomes a drunk. Um, he's a war veteran. Um, he has a son that sort of like, he, he neglects, unfortunately. Um, and just sort of the way their paths sort of diverted from, you know, their childhood where they were best friends growing up, um, but they also had faced adverse, um, trauma. Their father was sort of abusive to their mom and a drunk, their mother drank as well. So it was just a lot of, um generational trauma they were dealing with um but uh rudy as the cop takes it upon himself after um a young man on the reservation is murdered he takes it upon himself to become sort of this night vigilante sort of to get justice for the things he really can't control in
0: mm-hmm. his
1: life um and that was interesting um interesting part of the story because as an officer he's there to sort of keep people safe, but he can't like, he's got to follow regulations and because of the position, he's not really, I mean, other people admire him, but his own brother kind of sees him as a traitor working for the white man and whatnot. Um, but it, it was a really decent film. Um, And one, I think that sort of shows the progress Hollywood had made since then for um, films that center Native Americans. Iyer, who was director, um, is a member of the Cheyenne and Arapaho tribe. Um, So you have a movie not only centering um, the Native experience, but it's from a Native American himself. Right, right. That's a big plus. And he he also directed the 98 comedy Smoke Signals, which was like a a big, trailblazing film um, centering Indigenous uh, people. And there are some familiar familiar faces in this film. Um, If I could find the cast real quick. I think at least two of the actors appeared in... um, Reservation Dogs this past season. Oh, wow. So I was like, oh, I didn't recognize his face. So that's one, that's a very small pool of Native yeah. actors you have available for something that was literally 20 years ago, almost. Right, right. Um, for instance, the uh, actor that plays Big, the cop on he was in this film as one of the one of the young uh youth hoodlums wow yeah so that's that's incredible um but yeah it it's really highlighted just the sort of different disparities that occur on the grounds um at these reservations um and Gary Farmer as well he played a character and he played um, the uncle on Reservation Dogs. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. It a small pool. Yeah. yeah. And, of course, there were yeah. much more Native actors, but just to see those two faces, I was like, wow, this right. is a very small community, but they're finally now getting more shine and mainstream publicity. Right. Um, but, yeah, it was a really, really touching movie an emotional film and it just sort of um reminds you that, you know, we weren't first exactly on this on this land and really until until these populations are justly awarded what they deserve, I think the country will remain in disarray because um they mentioned, you know, Ah, uh, one of the characters is bitten by a spider, and in their mythology, they see it as like a trickster god who sort of places, you know, unfortunate mishaps throughout your life. And um, I I definitely believe, you know, America's getting its own karma for the sins they've committed against all marginalized groups, so here the abroad. Yes. Yes, everywhere. Right. <laughs> um, but yeah, it was, it was a really touching movie. Um, definitely had that indie feel. Um, and you'll, you'll walk away from it really feeling for these characters. Some of the circumstances they end up in, uh, some of their own doing, and others because of the outside forces. So yeah, yeah that was um, Chris... Chris Iyer's skins, and you can find it on Tubi or IMDb TV.
0: Right. We'll have to check that out. Yeah, yeah the, it looks really good, and it's not too long. Okay, I know the more films that we watch, if we go further back, we we're just uh, we're bound to run into some uh, very bad stereotypical portrayals. But
1: <laughs> yeah, and I've, uh, I found once I started looking this movie up, it was giving me other you know, series and show, series yeah. and films uh, associated to the Native experience. So I'll definitely think I'm going to look more into that just because it is something we don't learn about. Yeah. Unless you're specifically studying it. Right, right. All right, before we get out here, where are you streaming for the weekend? I am going to
0: to make a trip to the theater and see Spencer, the film starring Kristen Stewart, um, who portrays um, Princess Diana. So I've heard good things about it. I've heard not bad things, but kind of mediocre things about it. But once again, first of all, I need to stop reading reviews. But um, yeah, yeah. (laughs) I'm going to try to see that. It looks really good. So I'm just going to see it with my own eyes and then go from there.
1: Yeah, it does look pretty amazing.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, for me, there's a ton of stuff um, coming on. But the 14th, um, I'm going to be looking forward to Mayor of Kingstown. Oh, uh, yes. This is a new Paramount Plus series starring uh, Jeremy Renner, um, produced by Antoine Soukroy and from Taylor Sheridan, who um, is behind the Yellowstone phenomenon. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I'll be looking forward to that. Alrighty, we thank you for listening to this episode of a Streamable Life Podcast with Brendan and Lauren. If you like what you hear, please subscribe, uh, share, and rate us on Apple Podcasts. It really helps us out. And if you want more, you can always visit our website at streamablelife.wordpress.com. And next week, we will continue our uh, celebration of Indian Heritage Month. Yes, yes. Until next time, keep on streaming. Peace. Thank you for listening to another edition of It's Extremable Life. If you like what you hear, rate, review, subscribe, and share our podcast on Apple Podcasts and all other major platforms. And for more content, follow us on our socials at Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and Tumblr at AS Life Podcast.